Welcome to a breath of fresh earth, taking the commitment to a clean environment to the next level. Your host, Rick Friedman, will crown the climate hero and villain of the week, along with discussing worldwide environmental issues, showcasing new products designed with the longevity of our planet in mind, and putting the spotlight on the individuals making a big impact in helping the climate and pollution crisis through social media. Now, your host, Rick Friedman. The focus and goal for this show is to assist humanity in the awakening of a new level of consciousness that will bring peace to planet Earth. We begin this episode with some very sad news. The funeral is about to begin. It is my unfortunate job to inform you the Bramble K. Malomas has been officially recognized by Australia as the first mammalian extinction caused by human-induced climate change. How did they all die? Did we kill them with machine guns? No, it wasn't with machine guns. Did we attack them with missile launchers? No. Do you really think we tried to kill a tiny little animal with a missile? No, it was not from the fires last year in Australia either. We have eradicated it by our foolishness and irresponsibility to the planet and the creatures we share the earth with. The Bramble K. Malomas, a small rodent, lives solely on a tiny island in the Torres Strait near the coast of Papua New Guinea. The Australian government said it was almost certainly caused by ocean inundation of the low-lying K, very likely on multiple occasions during the last decade causing dramatic habitat loss and perhaps also direct mortality of individuals. Malomus rubicola was only ever recorded from Bramble Cay, a small low island composed of coral rubble and vegetation. Sea levels rise. So did the tides that washed over the Bramble Cay. The water has destroyed 90% of the vegetation of the Cay since 2004. With no ground cover to build a home, and no food to eat. The Bramble K. Malomas had no chance. Efforts were made to save them beginning in 2008, but those efforts proved futile. While not a particularly well-known or popular animal, this little brown rodent, we mourn for those in Australia and around the world who will miss the Bramble K. Malomas and curse at those responsible for its demise. It's time for the Climate Hero of the Week. I've got a couple lesser-known climate heroes for you today. Let's start with Doug and Adele Crouch, who use plastic bags to weave mats for the homeless. The Crouches experienced homelessness after their house burned down years ago, and they donate their time giving back to the community. The mats help keep people dry and insulate them from the cold ground. Each mat uses about 700 bags. Doug does the prep work by flattening the bags and cutting them into strips, and his wife Adele crochets each mat by hand. The mats are three and a half feet wide and five feet long, and each bag takes 100 hours of labor to complete. Karen Jenner cleans beaches in Nova Scotia on the Bay of Fundy. Last year, she collected more than two tons of debris, 
bottle caps, rope, fishing gear, hatches from lobster traps, and anything that doesn't belong on the beach, mostly plastic. She repurposes a number of things she finds and sends the rest for proper disposal. You can check out her Facebook page, Nova Scotia Beach Garbage Awareness. The page is filled with pictures of the trash she collects during her trips to the beach multiple times per week. Her tireless efforts are truly inspiring. And let's hear it for Wayla Johns. She's the founder of Native Renewables, a company that's installing off-the-grid solar panels for families of the Navajo Nation across New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. Johns grew up without electricity near a coal mine. That mine is closed now. Tribal lands have the highest rate of homes without electricity in the United States, partially due to the high cost of taking those power lines into sparsely populated areas. And yet those areas have great capacity to generate renewable energy. Ms. Johns realized if nobody was going to provide power for those homes, she better figure out a way to do it. And she did, using the power of the sun. Native Renewables hopes to install solar power for 100 families this year. At the cost of $15,000 per home, the system's going to save them about 70% of their yearly energy bill. The United States government is helping too. The Office of Indian Energy Policy and Program has invested $85 million in more than 180 tribal energy projects in the last 10 years. The Navajo Tribal Utility Authority built power lines to provide electricity to 233 families just last year. And another group called Navajo Power hopes to build 10,000 megawatts of solar capacity for the Navajo Nation. Solar power is here to stay. Now it's time for the Climate Villain of the Week. Our Climate Villain of the Week is Doug Benevento. Who the heck is Doug Benevento, and why have I never heard of him? I understand it's hard to keep up with every presidential appointee and learn why he's not on the good guy list. Mr. Benevento is the Associate Deputy Administrator of the EPA. The president nominated Benevento to serve as the Deputy Administrator. Prior to helping destroying America's clean air and water, Benevento joined the EPA in 2017, working in the Denver office under former and future climate villain of the week, Scott Pruitt. Benevento has a close relationship with another future climate villain of the week, Andrew Wheeler. Those guys met in Washington, D.C. when Wheeler was working for another future climate villain of the week, Oklahoma Senator Jim Inhofe. Wheeler was even in Benevento's wedding as a groomsman. You can tell a lot about a person from the friends and the colleagues they keep. Let's take a close look at people who are singing the praises of Mr. Benevento. How about U.S. Senator Cory Gardner, a Republican for Colorado? He's a big supporter. Garner supported Scott Pruitt. Pruitt denied man-made climate change, and we all know about his embarrassing string of stories that forced him to resign several years ago. Garner also supported Rick Perry to be the Secretary of Energy. Yes, the one and only climate villain from an earlier episode. Garner supported Rex Tillerson to be Secretary of State, even though Tillerson spent his career spreading lies about climate science and deceiving the public. The only good thing about Tillerson is that once he spent some time with the president, he soon realized what most of us did years ago. Tillerson called the president a moron and then left the administration. And to top off the Mount Rushmore of bad choices, Garner supported Ryan Zinke to be the Secretary of the Interior. He resigned at the end of 2018. Montana Attorney General Tim Fox said about Benevento, I thank President Blankety Blank for nominating Doug and the U.S. Senate for confirming him to this important position. Fox, if you remember, filed suit against the Obama administration's clean power plan and against the EPA over the waters of the United States rule, 
which the EPA has recently changed to increase poisoning our water. Thanks a lot, guys. The long list of Benevento supporters is a who's who of mostly oil and gas execs. I've heard enough. Just one more thing. Benevento's family is still living in Colorado, and he's a Denver Bronco fan. And the real reason he made the list is because he's a Denver Bronco fan, and if you know your NFL history, you'll understand no self-respecting Cleveland Browns fan would have nothing good to say about a Bronco fan. Are you looking for inspiration on social media? Then you've come to the right place. Today, I've got two great women for you to follow. The first one is Dr. Ayanna Johnson. She studied environmental science and public policy at Harvard University and earned her doctorate and earned her doctorate at Scripps Institution of Oceanography in 2011. She ended up working for the EPA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration before working for the Wyatt Foundation to fund ocean conservation projects. In 2018, she took part in the YouTube series, Exploring by the Seat of Your Pants. You can find her Twitter account by going to at Ayana Eliza and becoming one of her 37,000 followers. She's a self-described policy nerd and a marine biologist and founder of Ocean Collective and Urban Ocean Lab. I'll put the links in the show notes so you can find the Twitter accounts for both of those. Ocean Collective is a consulting firm for conservation solutions grounded in social justice, and Urban Ocean Lab is a think tank for coastal cities. Outside Online Magazine described her as one of the most influential biologists of our time. Congratulations. Next on the list is a superstar from England, 28 years old, named Emmy Lucas. Miss Lucas is known to the online world as Sustainably Vegan. Sustainably Vegan is a YouTube channel that focuses on ways to live a low-impact life. She offers money-saving tips, teaches you about minimalism, and other topics about sustainability. She's an environmental activist and the founder of the Low Impact Movement, which, not surprisingly, strives for a low environmental impact through a high social impact. Emmy has 72,000 followers on Twitter and over 180,000 subscribers on YouTube. Her videos have been watched millions of times. Please take a listen to her podcast, Vivolution, where she creates inspiring events for vegans. I'll put the information in the show notes so you can easily find her. Ms. Lucas will teach you about your carbon footprint and how to reduce it, how to buy groceries with the minimum amount of waste. You'll learn about fast fashion, plant-based foods, and much, much more. Be sure to check it out. Let's compare hurricanes, tornadoes, and climate change. What's a tropical wave? Tropical waves are bunches of energy that spin in the atmosphere and develop from the contrast between hot air over the Sahara Desert and cooler air over the forested areas in Guinea and Central Africa that increases during the summer months when the Sahara Desert gets hotter. The waves pick up in July. That's the time of the year when 10 or 12 waves roll off the African continent and head west. The waves travel across the Atlantic and the Caribbean. Usually takes one or two weeks for the waves to get all the way across the Atlantic. Most of the time, these waves turn into what we call hurricanes. Fact or fiction? In the Northern Hemisphere, 
hurricanes spin counterclockwise and are typically driven northwest by the trade winds. In the southern hemisphere, these storms rotate clockwise. That's a fact. That's why when we hear about hurricanes heading towards the United States, we get a long time to prepare for the hurricane to make landfall. Every day we watch the local forecast and we hear meteorologists say, Hurricane Rick is still 100 miles off the western coast of Africa, and we'll keep tabs on it while it moves west across the Atlantic. If you want to go outside this week, don't worry. You've got 7 to 10 days to prepare. What about tornadoes? We've heard the forecast before. Today it looks sunny, but there's a line of storms headed our way and conditions could be right for a tornado to form in our area. Most of the time, tornadoes do not develop, but when they do, many cities have a warning system. My city blasts out a warning siren at noon on the first Saturday of every month. A tornado watch means conditions are favorable for a tornado to form and you should keep your eyes and ears open for an update. A tornado warning means a tornado has been spotted or picked up on radar. Time to head to the basement and say your prayers. We don't get 7 or 10 days notice for a tornado to hit us. What if we did? How would you prepare? You might buy water and stock up on food and medical supplies. You might board up your windows. What if there was a way to stop a hurricane or a tornado before it affected us? Wouldn't that be a great idea? The first thing I do is call Jared Kushner and put him in charge. No, seriously. I'd talk to scientists and I'd ask them, if you knew the biggest, baddest mother of all storms was coming to hit every country in the world, but it was moving so slowly that nobody would believe you. How would you convince them that the storm was really coming? Would you play a message and broadcast it over the world like this? Code blue. Code blue. Somehow, I don't think that would get the urgency of the matter across. What about if they did this? This is bad, man. Man, we're not going to make it. Nah, that's probably not going to work either. And now you see why getting people to respond quickly to climate change is so difficult. We can't see it on radar. We can tabulate carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere and measure rising temperatures or rising sea levels or disappearing islands, but that doesn't seem to be making enough of an impact. That's part of the reason for this show, to help get you moving. If we could see climate change coming from off the coast of Africa like a hurricane making its way to America at 20, 30 miles an hour, inching closer every day, but it was clear from the trajectory that it was going to hit us, You're damn right we'd try to do something. If climate change hit us like a tornado on a clear sunny day, there'd be no time to prepare or waiting for warning sirens. We'd have to live with the chance that every day a tornado could hit us and ruin our lives. The thing is, climate change is already here. Not like a hurricane or a tornado, but it's here, and along with the pollution in the ocean, it's killing us. The atmosphere is full of greenhouse gases and carbon dioxide levels climb every year, They're still climbing, even though 80% of the world is shut down. And there's flooding in the streets of Miami Beach. Please remember these five points. It's warming. It's us. We're sure. It's bad. We can fix it. We know the unknown calamity is coming unless we take dramatic action. Wind and solar are free resources at our disposal, and the world is adapting. We must continue to decrease our reliance on fossil fuel. But how can you help? The most important thing you can do is vote for Joe Biden in November. No, 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 no. Not because I think Joe Biden is the greatest person ever. Vote for Joe Biden because he's not the other guy. Did you ever watch SpongeBob SquarePants, the hit cartoon starring 
a sponge named SpongeBob. Did you know the show was created by marine science educator and animator Steven Hillenburg? It's true. Hillenburg started his professional career in 1984, instructing marine biology at the Orange County Marine Institute, where he wrote The Intertidal Zone, an informative comic book about the tide pool animals. Later on in his career, he took those same ideas from that comic book and turned it into a hit show. Unfortunately, Mr. Hillenburg died several years ago, but his legacy lives on with over 100 episodes of SpongeBob. One of my favorite apps on my phone is called Five Calls. When you open it up, once you've put in your address, it'll tell you the top issues. The top issues tonight are demand Congress to act on improved distribution of PPE, demand that the federal government support the United States Postal Service, demand Congress to provide $4 billion in election assistance funding, urge Congress to pass additional coronavirus relief measures, urge Congress to act on the climate change crisis. Sounds like a good one. They're all good. Demand senators resign from profiting from COVID-19 insider trading or oppose federal funding caps on Medicaid spending. There's also a drop-down box to pick all issues, including civil rights, consumer protection, criminal justice, government oversight, gun reform, health care, Puerto Rico, voter rights, women's rights, workers' rights, and on down the list. It's a great resource to be able to make your voice heard. Now, if I click on Environmental Action, There's more choices. Urge Congress to act on the climate change crisis. Support H.R. 9 to keep the United States in the Paris Climate Agreement. Support the Green New Deal resolution or protect Alaska's wildlife refuge from oil and gas drilling. That's already passed the House. And if I click on that one, it'll tell me there are two calls to make. I can call my Senator Sherrod Brown or I can call Rob Portman. I'm going to call Rob Portman in a minute. And if you click on Rob Portman's name... It'll give you his phone number and his picture. Doesn't look like he's wearing a United States flag on his suit. We should probably kick him out of office for that. The app even gives you a script that you can just read right off your phone so you don't get tongue-tied trying to get your points across. So let's see how it works. Hi, this is U.S. Senator Rob Portman. You've reached our Washington, D.C. office, which is open Monday through Friday from 8.30 in the morning until 6 p.m. If you have a question for us or a comment regarding current issues of interest, please leave your name telephone number, email address, or mailing address, along with your question or comment, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. You may also wish to visit our website, portman.senate.gov. There you can contact us by email or find out more about the issues I'm working on on behalf of Ohio. Thanks so much for your call, and have a great day. Hi, Mr. Portman. Thanks for listening to my call. My name is Rick Friedman, and I'm a constituent from Solon. The zip code is 44139. I'm calling today to support H.R. 1146, the Arctic Cultural and Coastal Plain Protection Act. We shouldn't destroy pristine lands and endangered wildlife in an exchange for unnecessary giveaways to fossil fuel companies. Fossil fuels of the past, we need to get rid of it as soon as possible. A smooth transition to renewable energy. Thank you for your time and attention. Again, my full name is Richard Friedman. My address is Solon, Ohio, 44139. Happy birthday. Rachel Carson was born on May 27, 1907, and was an American marine biologist, author, and conservationist. In 1962, she wrote the famous book, Silent Spring, 
and the book inspired a grassroots environmental movement that led to the creation of the United States Environmental Protection Agency. Chemical companies hated the book, hated her, sought to discredit her as a communist or an hysterical woman. President John Kennedy's Science Advisory Committee report validated Carson's research and made pesticides a major public issue. That spurred a reversal in national pesticide policy, which led to a nationwide ban on DDT and other pesticides. Even back then, companies knew their products were harmful, but profitability overtook common sense, and we know how that usually works out for humans and Mother Nature. You just have to go back to the last episode about DuPont and know nothing's really changed. Carson started her career as an aquatic biologist in the U.S. Bureau of Fisheries. In 1951, she wrote a bestseller called The Sea Around Us. That earned her a National Book Award. The next book, The Edge of the Sea, and the reissued version of her first book, Under the Sea Wind, were also bestsellers. Later in her career, Carson turned her attention to problems that she believed were caused by synthetic pesticides. That led to the publication of Silent Spring. Carson received medals from the National Audubon Society and the American Geographical Society. Carson died two years after her book's publication. In 1980, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Her homes are considered national landmarks, and various awards bear her name. Celebrating a great American writer and scientist, cheers to Rachel Carson. On the next episode, we're going to talk about deforestation. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Good night, Galileo. Thanks for listening to A Breath of Fresh Earth with your host, Rick Friedman. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you're the first to hear new episodes. If you want to nominate someone for Climate Hero of the Week, send it to Rick at the link below. This has been A Breath of Fresh Earth. Thanks for listening. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.